Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yes, I'm bringing back military marches. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I think military march, I think it'll be the next big genre. Oh, yeah. I'm Alistair George William Trumbly Birchall. And I'm Andy. And that is Andy. Um, sorry, you you were unplugged from my headphones for a moment, and so then I made up for it by saying the thing that you most likely already did say. How did that happen so quickly? <laughs> did it all fall apart so immediately in the seconds after um, we started my, recording. Uh, my, my plug, my phone plug is falling apart a little bit. Yep. And and I'm wearing big dangly headphones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, and they fell. The sort of the cord fell. There was a cord fall, Andy. Cord fall. And there was enough weight in the cord fall to pull the cable out of the. Andy, these are big yep. motherfucker headphones. <laughs> these are the we. Uh, I, I, I know. I know. When you put on headphones, you fuck around. But Andy, I don't. Yeah. Would you say these are badonka donk headphones? These are but 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 dear kadir. Ooh. I realize that the onk isn't what people call an ass. Um, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it is. Onk, donk, but donk, but dear, mm, it's a great sound. Onk, onk. Well, because yeah. badonka donk is onomatopoeia, but then then turned visual, right? Um, so now, it's it's giving you, it's kind of giving you the automatopoeia. I know it's not strict automatopoeia, mm. but of <laughs> of something that is kind of bouncing, something that has a bit of heft to it, but mm. you know maybe mm. has like a kind of gelatinous, but yeah. yet firm no, texture, right. moving up and down and kind of hitting against maybe yeah. the like a hollow floor. Like that, right? You're you're you're, <laughs> you're completely right. It's somebody it's, running it's, a, a it's big dropping, ass over dro- over dropping, a speed bump. <laughs> I was going to say dropping pumpkins into a wooden barrel. Exactly, but it's yeah. you. You know, it's it doesn't make a sound, but this is what it would the sound it would make if it did. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a new kind of hypothetical onomatopoeia. Well, I think or, it's uh, actually really advanced wordplay. Okay. It's an it's word it's like it's like onomatopoeia for something mm. that it looks like this could be, and mm. then yeah well so, so, so yeah it's like visual onomatopoeia. For, no okay here it is, it's it's visual onomatopoeia for what for a metaphor of what this could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call that nonomatopoeia? It's the sound something oh, doesn't make. Uh, well, no, I would. I would say nonomatopoeia is where you you go like this. You go, oh, I'm a little lady, and uh, and I'm making a bigger soup. You don't eat enough. You don't eat enough. Your skin and bone. Yeah, and so that's nonomatopoeia, mm. is when mm-hmm. you uh, sound just like a sort of Mediterranean grandmother. Yes. What was beautiful about you calling it a Mediterranean grandmother is it made it nice and general, nice and general, and therefore we can't be accused of an offensive impersonation. That's right. Because you can't offend a region. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. (laughs) So let's, for example, say I was to say something about the people uh, from the region of Asia. Mm, exactly, exactly, Alistair. It's not possible, <laughs> it's not to, offend possible them to offend them. 
<laughs> because there is no them. Them. Right? That's right. I am so enlightened and progressive that I recognize that there are so many vast differences between all the groups in that in that uh in that area that it would be impossible to offend them all. That's right. Because therefore because no I generalizations say I like. <laughs> that I make would be broad enough to cover. Um, did did I t- talk about this recently to you? I, I don't know. I think I, I found know. this in one of my old documents about how crazy a word. Oh, no. It's like a really old bit that I, I, I saw myself do. And I, I guess I didn't keep doing it. But it was about how the word Asian is so broad in terms of mm. it goes all the way from like you know, Western India or somewhere even maybe further and all the way to like, you know, Japan. Yeah. It, it, it covers such a broad group of people that the only, mm. you couldn't possibly use that word correctly um, in yes. any way. <laughs> the only way that you could is if you said Asians are from Asia. And <laughs> even then there's some gray, gray area. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, is 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 uh, is Russia part of Asia? Because I think Russia might be part of Asia, but Russians aren't Asians. So you're right in um, that case. Yeah, I think that there's a weird there's a weird category, and 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 I think it feels kind of racist that it is essentially like. I think I saw somewhere where Russia was kind of considered a little bit european but then it's mm. almost like it has its own category yeah anyway yeah right but we, we but we don't but nobody talks about it nobody wants to talk about yeah. it i think the geographers are too scared because they know that if we start asking questions about this all their little house of cards is going to come falling down that's right okay and all these all these so-called areas that they talk about mm. are bullshit Geography is a lie. Well, it's a scam. There's actually to sell atlases, big atlases, big ones, Mm. bigger than your head. Um, that's when you know you're uh, reading a big book. When when would you say? Because I would say that as soon as you know you're reading it, it's big. As soon as it's bigger than your head, you're right. I mean, and I think that's. That's great because it's bigger than your head, but then you read it and you fit it all into your head. You get it all in. It's there. a real. <laughs> the head is the is is uh, Mary Poppins' uh, handbag. Yeah, but of right. ideas. I think that I think that's a really funny idea. Okay. That I <laughs> that you're a person. If you read books that are bigger than your head, that that you know, doing that in public or whatever, that that's like a kind of. It's kind of like weightlifting or something, or really flexing. Sure. So look at look at this beer. Look at the size of this book that I can read. <laughs> um, yeah, I, think- I you know like a, like an ant that can lift twenty times its own body mass. I can read twenty t- twenty times a book twenty times the my s- own head size. The size of my head. I could. Mm. And what you just go in there is the size of a garage door when it's opened up wide. And there you are. You just... I mean, newspapers are like that, right? Mm, I suppose so. And, you know, ironically, a lot of children's books. Are really big, yeah. And and I guess, you know, elderly people who want that large print. Yeah. Do they do do kind of like Agatha Christie novels and like, instead of like like half human size, like, you know, like... Like you know, like like they're like roughly the size of half an elderly p- person. So you know, for yeah. for you and me, it would probably go up to just like in somewhere halfway up our hip or our, our thigh. Mm, yeah, I th- I think so. Before the invention of reading glasses, mm. they just had to keep making bigger and bigger books. Yeah, I want to get myself one of those large print versions of Infinite Jest. Oh yeah, I mean, do you think you could get it? Um, you could you could get it on newspaper paper, you know. Let's say uh, like let's say you you get it delivered in one of those stacks on a trolley, like they deliver newspapers to the news news agents, there, like that, yeah. right? But it's a, just a stack, and it's 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 just infinite jest, right? And folded into newspapers, and then tied around with a bit of twine, 
right, into different stacks, mm. and each stack is mm. a chapter. And then mm. they bring it in, and they turn your house. It looks a little bit hoardery. Yeah. Right. And it just they they stack it all around <laughs> your 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 armchair. And then you just yeah. one by one. It feels actually more manageable, a more manageable way to read something like Infinite <laughs> yeah. Jest. Yeah, you know, and right. then you just slowly but surely <laughs> read through it and then you and then you stack you start a new pile and you start stacking it from the bottom. Oh, the process then, there, the hellish process of then having to lend them if you're going to lend your stack to somebody else they then have to flip the papers because oh, the, the, the first chapter is down at the bottom right but then you know this would be a small this would be a cottage industry of like you know boys who go from from house to house every morning and they come in and they flip your stacks my infinite or jest whatever. boy yeah <laughs> would you call them infinite jesters uh, no, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be allowed to do that. No. Probably, there's a branding issue in the estate of uh, of uh, David, David Foster, Foster Wallace. Wallace. Mm. Um, you know, I I like I like the idea somewhere, and this may not even be an idea, but yeah. of like of like breaking fiction. You know, like like you know the idea of a. A daily newspaper, right, is that it brings you the latest news. That's the latest things that did happen, right? But then, you know, that there would be <laughs> breaking um, fiction, things that didn't happen. You know, if if we treated fiction with the urgency that we treat, uh, and maybe I'm just describing fake news, but if we treated f- fiction with the urgency that we treat real news, that, you know, if somebody... <laughs> if if a if a big disaster happens somewhere in the world, like, like, but like, we like, interrupt the news broadcast. Breaking: A dragon has eaten half of a witch's broom. In a in a story, someone just wrote. So yes, if something happens in the real world, we interrupt the news to tell about about it. But if you write, if we if we didn't have a distinction between things that do happen and things that don't happen. Then you could also interrupt the news broadcast because of a a really enormous fictional disaster that somebody has just written or published a book I think about. That would be really cool because then it's like you know you could be reading the fiction newspaper, right? Mm. <laughs> or you know we're browsing its websites or whatever. But I like to get it in print because I like to be able to feel it. Um, yeah, and. And then you're like, you get to the end of it. You've been reading all the, you know, you just finished all the uh, the fictional sports matches. <laughs> yeah. And um, the people yeah. have written. And then you go, this surely can't be all of the fictional things that have, were written in the last day. You know, isn't it convenient that all the fictional things that were written could fit into <laughs> one newspaper? Right? And, then you, and then somebody's like complaining on Twitter is going like, how come nobody... In the mainstream <laughs> fictional newspapers, are writing yeah. about this fucking um, like other made up thing. Yeah, this like freaking uh, anthropomorphic broom that is <laughs> being written of uh, like thousands of pages were written yesterday um, in yeah. Mongolia. Yeah, but then also if you read, uh, if somebody, anybody posts a fictional news story about, you know, a um, a celebrity uh, mm. sighting or something, you, you write underneath, geez, slow fiction day. How is this fiction? How is this considered <laughs> fiction? This is too close to reality. <laughs> um, I, I yeah. really like that. All right, I like that a lot. I think we should do it. I think we should... I think we should start a fictional Twitter. It's new. It's a new Twitter, and it's just called Fictional Twitter. Yeah, and that's where we can go and put all our fake stuff. I like that a lot. Pretend stuff, and we can argue about whether or not it constitutes fiction. Yeah, I think that's really good. And and then I also liked one idea as the rich guy, um, and he doesn't read. He doesn't read fiction, right? Hmm. Um, but then sometimes when one fiction book does seem too tantalizing, mm. um, to just stick to his rule, he has to pay people to make it happen. <laughs> what happens in the book so that the book becomes nonfiction. 
<laughs> so okay, so this is a guy that you made up. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a, it's the, it's you know, he's a billionaire. Yeah, and he's one of his famous um, tenets of success is that he doesn't doesn't waste his time mess around on fiction. With, doesn't waste his time with fiction because the real world's what imp- is important. That's where you make money, and that's where you make a difference. Yeah, and fiction is for suckers. Yeah. Right? That's his big that's his big thing. And <laughs> your guy uh, uh if 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 he hears about a, a fictional story yeah. that there's a lot of buzz around something, he has a team of um what would you call them? Reverse authors, or reverse reverse historians. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, story. De- he calls them defictionalized. I guess they would be just historians. They make the story a reality. <laughs> Historians kind yes. of record it, and uh, these mm. people they uh, re- restore it. No, that doesn't. I was just trying to make it rhyme. Um, they. Yeah, that's that's the, the it, first time I realized that the word history has story in it. Is mm. that a coincidence? I don't think so. I mean, it is a story, isn't it? I suppose so. High story. High story. I'm laughing so, at the yeah, idea no, that, of a I mean, guy a greeting a piece of writing. Um, you, you're going to write that down, are you? No, no, no. Gonna, no that's that's, not, that's not being written down, Andy. It's not being written down. Don't worry. Don't worry. All your little ideas, you know, that I, that I reject on being too mm-hmm. small, they're safe. They're safe, Great. as in like they're they're hanging out with my ideas, my own ideas that are too small that I reject, mm-hmm. and you could they don't have to be feel in insecure. Great, <laughs> I don't have to, but I choose to. Yeah, no, that's true. I still can if I want. I have that. I have that option. Um, so uh, yeah, so he goes out, and, he, and then the, these these historians they go out and they make uh, you know the the story real, and it's it's more difficult the more fictional the story is, you know. Uh, yes, you know because sometimes he might actually have to get you know on certain he genetically engineer zombies, genetically engineer zombies. Sometimes I guess in the in the most extremes of of cases, he has to get like advanced physicists. To mm. to you know spark a new a new universe, possibly a new mm. multiverse, mm. Um, where particular sure. things happen. And so that's, um, yeah, yeah, it's a. It's lot. a <laughs> <laughs> but this is just because he doesn't have time for fiction. He's too busy. Well, it's it's just one of his. It's you know he's he's a man of his word. Mm. Yes. And if 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 he doesn't his have his word, his he doesn't have anything except for his billions yeah. of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, I'm nothing except for flesh and bone, and I suppose a lot a sort of life spark, and uh, you know all my money and a bunch of money, and you know the sort of influence and power structures that I have built over the years. I'm, but mm. apart from that, I'm nothing. What about this as a as a uh, as a fictional device? It's yeah. a world in which um, it's 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 a world much like our own. Mm-hmm. Okay, with um, smart homes, we now have smart homes, mm. but the technology used to power the smart home is all um, mythical, magical technology. So you know, if you have a pin code to enter the house, it is uh, you do have to answer a riddle. Okay, of yeah. a tiny little sphinx type thing. Sure, so like and like, like a computer, yeah, computer goblin or computer, like a computer sphinx is guarding your door. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And you know, your washing machine is powered by little um, elves who come out and and do all the washing. Yeah, in the night. Um, is, and, is the AI sphinx called the Sphinx? The Sphinx. Sphinx. <laughs> It's just Sphinx, but instead of with an I, it's spelled with an A I. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's what it is. <laughs> Sphinx. Sphinx. <laughs> I hate that word so much. I'm all, I'm abandoning this idea, Alistair. <laughs> well, Andy, while you were talking, um, you said smart home, and I made me think of my my new product, um, which is currently fictional, but 
a billionaire will make this real. It's called the smart mm. hole, right? And it's okay. a and it's a device that you attach to your anus, <laughs> right? And and it it saves you from embarrassing situations by uh, firstly you don't it will never uh, you'll never shit yourself <laughs> involuntarily. <laughs> Um, involuntarily like, yeah you'll never shit yourself involuntarily <laughs> you can't shit yourself yeah. but on your terms <laughs> yeah you have to really choose to do it right but mm. you'll never shit yourself involuntarily it, it, it's that it's that it gives you a, a, another line of defense it will control you know when your body is accidentally releasing it will add a you know a, a tension to it through maybe electrical you know charge or whatever like that but then also yep. what it can do is it can release gases uh, slowly over time so that you're not... Mm. So this is like our constant low-key shitting sketch with Jack like Drews. This yeah, is constant low-key farting. Yeah, but it releases it slow, you know, so that it does an analysis of the gas. It can it can tell from the from the molecular yeah. uh, you know the composition whether or not there's a strong odor or a weak odor, and really based idea. on that, it can allow it can you know uh, release it slowly. You know, maybe at like a sort of a, mm. a two parts per million per minute yeah. kind of thing, so that it is yeah, undetectable right. by the human nose. It stays under the under mm. the the nasal radar. It allows you to fly under the nasal radar um, <laughs> all day long. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, it would also detect if somebody else has done a fart, then it would know that it had. It could use that as cover. That's right. And it could go, vent, 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 dump it, vent, dump vent, it. Vent, vent, we're out. Yeah, we're on our way. Yeah, we're, we're free. We're free. Dump it, dump it. Mm. <laughs> Opens the valve. <laughs> full <laughs> like that but but it also helps protect you from from sound so vibrations and but things like see, that I, I, my my fear with this mm. alistair is that with the internet of things this would obviously have to be somehow wi-fi enabled it's connected to the network right yeah and i'm just terrified of the idea of hacking sure and the consequences well, the potential consequences um i know but that's why this that's when this story gets really interesting because a, mm. a hacker takes control of everybody's <laughs> it's anus. A great, it's, a great, <laughs> it's a real black mirror, you know. Would you connect your butthole to the internet? Hypothetical. Mm. Oh, what when they had that tomorrow night show on the ABC, mm. why weren't they talking about this? Yeah, yeah. Or um when they had uh you know what was the the the, the year two thousand show there or whatever it was? They're beyond, beyond two thousand, yeah. And all the technology that they would have, <laughs> they didn't think of the let's smart make hole. Beyond, let's make beyond two thousand again. Yeah, beyond. Let's 2000. keep calling it beyond two thousand. <laughs> we buy the rights to beyond two thousand. A show which can't possibly have any value now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nobody's using that name. Nobody's watching it. Nobody's mm. yeah. And so, mm. and then we make it into a comedy. Yeah, it's a great idea, actually. Mm. Gosh, wish it, wish we didn't have to spend money on buying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if, ironically, we would be able to buy it for less than two thousand. Oh yeah. What's the 2000. Behind two thousand, um, Andy. Maybe we could just then. maybe we could just go to the uh, producer who makes it and then say, "Would it just? I would just love to have the rights. I'm not going to do anything with it. Could I just buy it from you for for a dollar, just so that you could mm. transfer it to me? Anyway, <laughs> is this a reference to something else? Don't worry about it, Andy. Actually, I've just realized that I can't. <laughs> That's it's very wrong of me to <laughs> to joke in this area right now. Um, <laughs> I believe your employment is attached to something. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you do you know, want me to start saying negative things about the TV show no, tomorrow I mean, no, night? No, no, no. <laughs> um, I love you. Anyway, I I'm I'm not that creative, Alistair. I couldn't think of a single thing to say, so okay. don't worry. Um, hacker gets control. So I just didn't write this down. Mm. Mm. 
of our <laughs> penises. <laughs> Everybody is so happy. The amount of stress that melted away as they realized yeah. they no longer needed to think about this. Yeah, okay, of course. But then but then you're right and that's why everybody everybody does it. Everybody gets the chip put in their butt. But then oh, nightmare of nightmares. A zero day exploit is discovered and the control of everybody's butthole is 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 um seized <laughs> by a ransomware group <sighs> operating from a troll farm in Russia. That's and really good. <laughs> it's and then the control they it, they basically we all become um you know what's that thing idiots there um uh useful idiots you know we're all yeah we're all now working for the russian state mm. <laughs> that's right lest it's we... a really it's a really great concept yeah <laughs> i mean do they Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do they just hack into the president's butthole? I mean, or I mean, I think the fact that you could f- find out over time that everybody has been compromised, including the president. What, do, do they? Do, you know how they have? You know, um, the Air, Air Force One, the First Lady. Do they have a special name for the president's butthole? The first is there a secret service it, code name? Yeah, is the, the first butthole the president's butthole, or is it the president's <laughs> wife's butthole? What? <laughs> what's the? Uh, Does that make the president? Yeah, it, if it's the wife's, is it the president's the zeroth butthole? The zeroth butthole. I mean, what's the? Uh, it, the that series of films with Jared Butler. Is it like Olympus has fallen, Angel has fallen, whatever? Did you? One of those refers to Gerard Butler the, because of Jared Butthole. <laughs> I think an air for it, it, it's an Air Force One type yeah. thing. The president has had. I'm 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 removing some of the technology from this. Right, I'm sorry. The president has had some kind of um, colonic surgery. He basically has the. He now has the butthole version of a um, of, of a pacemaker installed. This isn't a thing that everybody in the world has, but um, yes, it is. the The control of it is seized by the um, the Russians, and it's a it's a struggle for <laughs> control. Of the president's status. Yeah, no, I like uh, that. And then at some point, he gets. This is like one at the peak of the of the action sequence in the film, where he gets his hand on the hacker. And yeah. then he grabs him by the by the collar and he says, "Get off of my butthole!" And he <laughs> yeah, punches really him in the good. face like that. <laughs> yeah. And then he grabs the laptop and he breaks it over his knee. Yeah, <laughs> great. And then That's as the laptop, that breaks, laptop his butt beat. just then is finally able to release all the gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you think? You think that what has been happening is that they've been stopping him from being able to release anything? I mean, imagine I the thought torture. maybe what they were doing was they were threatening, like th- blackmail. I think to it's both, right? Yeah, I guess it is. You know, they that get to... both are both are bad. Yeah. Mm. You, know, you know, maybe at some point, you know, his helpers gave the president a presidential towel that he could just wrap wrap around his waist. To just cover his lower area in case something did happen, but then mm. somehow you know the the hackers had thought of that. They and then they booby trapped the towel in some way as well. Uh, yeah, but also the you know the conspiracy theorists in the right wing media they're attacking the president for wearing a towel around his waist. He mm. feels like he can't do that without appearing weak. Maybe they're on the verge of war with another nation, and you know it's it's 
this the stakes are incredibly high. Mm. Yeah, the the president can't lose face at this point in his life. Mm. It's good. Um, it's good, Al. Yeah. I think we should end the podcast now and start writing it. All right. Well, give me a second, and because we got to go to three words from a listener before we do that. Um, yes, of course. If you're okay with that, I know. I mean, we've already yeah, I... we've got so many ideas already, and we're. Um, but we're only 29 minutes in, but you know what? Let's just do it, Andy. Um, Andy, right. do you, this, uh, I don't know if you know about this, but this is, um, uh, we have listeners and some of them who support us on Patreon can send in three words, uh, from a listener. Uh, correction. All of them who support us on Patreon can send in three words. Yes. I apologize. I had just meant some of the listeners, the ones who support us on Patreon. Um, apology accepted. <laughs> I apologize that you misunderstood what I meant. Um, so these, and yeah, and one of those listeners uh, today is Timothy. Timothy. Any day you're listening Timothy. to this is the day that Timothy was the person who submitted three words. And Tim, Tim. Timmy, Tim, Timothy. Tim Timothy, Tim Timothy, Tim mm. Timothy. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I know. That would be cool. Do you think there's anybody called Tim Timothy? Um, uh, we, we, uh, yes, I'm going to say yes. Do you think Tim? Uh, do you think Tim Tim dot Timothy is available uh, at gmail dot com is available? Tim dot Timothy. Hey? Let's go quickly before we release this episode. Let's race and find out. Okay. Gmail. <laughs> and we'll get it if we get. And let's see if we can get it. <laughs> Tim. Timothy. Wait, I got to sign it. Add another account. All right. Uh, create account. You, you're, doing, you're doing it right now. Yeah. Wow, this is good Username, content. Username Tim. Timothy. It's exciting for the okay, listeners wait. to be discovering see, this at the same is time taken. as us. Wow. There's no point. But how do we know if he's actually his name is actually Tim Timothy? Well, we don't know that. We, we could, I guess, we could hack into the account and see. Well, or we could just email him and ask. No, <laughs> two two very good solutions, <laughs> and uh, you know, only one of them. Uh, I don't think either of them we're going to do. But I mean, if somebody could email Tim dot Timothy at gmail.com and ask mm. them if that's their full name uh, and send us a reply. That would be really helpful. Now, obviously, we're not asking them if tim.timothy at gmail.com is their full name, no. just for clarity. <laughs> no, just Tim Timothy is their full name. Yeah. Yes. Um, right. Thank you for clarifying that, Andy. I think people would have been really oh, confused. No, I mean, it's okay. Um, I just would hate for this to backfire. Now, do you want to try to guess what Tim... Timothy's words are, and not, this is not the real Tim Timothy. This is our Tim Timothy. Mm, um, okay, first the first word is pointless. Pointless? No, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, very far away. Um, ginger. Okay, ginger. I don't think Second pointless word even is- has an R in it. Second word is alcoholic. Alcoholic. Ginger alcoholic, you think? Yeah. No, Andy. Gingerbread. <laughs> okay. So is it going to be gingerbread house? Is it going to be gingerbread skyscraper? Is it going to be gingerbread man? Is it going to be gingerbread mangrove? I'm going to say mangrove. <laughs> gingerbread mangrove? Ooh, that's a very good guess. The answer is, unfortunately... Gingerbread fetus. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, it's a pre-man or pre-woman. Yeah, You know, it's still got yes. that uh, genital tubercle. Um, mm. You know, it's still undecided. We'll yes. See. We'll okay. See. So, yeah, I mean, this, this does, you know, straight away make you think about the whole gingerbread man life cycle. Um. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know, and you would see it go through if you look at it there in the gingerbread womb, mm. floating around in the gingerbread amniotic sac. 
you'd see it go through those stages where it starts out looking a bit like a fish with little M&Ms for eyes. And then at what point do yeah. the buttons down the front... Do you, uh, do you think that they have buttons down the front when they're still in the womb? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, do you think that they, you know, a gingerbread man can become a fetus in your belly? Mm, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't thinking that until you asked. Uh, and now that you ask it, I still don't think so. No? I think for the gingerbread men, I think the womb is the oven. And I think that yep. the... Um, so then you think that when they're in a gingerbread shape as a man... Hmm. Um, that, I think that is... Uh, I think, well, maybe the... I mean, in many ways, the gingerbread uh, man is made when between it's when the two hands make love right in the bowl yeah i think you're right yeah and the dough is needed that's the yeah and so and you're kind of like yeah you're really pressing it together you know that's like the grabbing of Mm. the ass and the boobs and things like that Mm. like that your hands you're rolling it in your hands like that Mm. um the sperm and the eggs is of course the you know the flour and the sugar what about the egg the, is there the, actual egg yeah, in there? Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the egg, that would be sort of like maybe this this, this c- c- semenic fluid or whatever it is. Semenic. Yeah, oh, maybe. Oh, that's that's controversial. And what an interesting twist that the, the, the semen is the egg. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. I'm and sure. the, what's the ginger? I feel like the ginger must be the spark of life. Oh, yeah. Must be the... The in the indescribable breath of God. Yeah, that's right. I think that's what the ginger is, and that's just—is it candied ginger, or do you think they do fresh ginger with that? Uh, I think it's powdered ginger. Powdered and ginger is that what they put in there? Yeah. Well, just Have you dry. never made gingerbread? I've never made gingerbread. Oh well, Alastair, you haven't lived. But um, so a- this is this is the question for me: is when does gingerbread life begin? Mm-hmm. Does gingerbread life begin at, c- at the no- at the the dough stage? Does it begin um, when the when the <laughs> when the gingerbread starts browning off in the oven, or does it begin when the oven door is open? I think that the gingerbread fetus is the full dough ball, right? It's it's a fetus okay. that is the. <gasps> That, yes. it, that is bigger than, than the actual creature that it becomes. Right, and that can actually be split off to make multiple yeah. gingerbreadmen. Yeah, you know, because like yeah. once your hands have finished making love, then you have, mm. a, you have a sort of a, a fetus it's almost immediately. A, f- a fertilized. So, yeah. I mean, the, the bowl is really the womb. Oh, but it's also the uh, yeah. The I don't boudoir. know. I feel like the, I no. I feel the bowl is the whatever the the area where the fertilization occurs. But I don't think that happens in the womb, does it? Doesn't the egg sort of move into the womb? Yeah. So after? you think so you think that like the that the bowl is like the birthing canal. Yeah, I, that's the right. The occurs. bowl is. Yeah, that's right. right. But but you got to also understand that this is a slight. This is a different species. So sometimes. You know, things not everything's going to be a perfect analogy. Like, yeah, because I think that the oven, that's mm. you know, that's when you become a man. That's when you really become a man. Oh, I think when you first get, wow, that's when you, you know, and so that's that's kind of like You're right. life. It's a gingerbread man. It's not a gingerbread. Yeah, no, I think um, when you cut it out, infant or out of child. the fetus, it becomes a gingerbread boy. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I think right. the oven and that's soft and doughy. Yeah, it's yeah. soft. But and then doughy. it needs to be hardened. That's right. By, by life, but by the oven. And, yeah. And and in a way, it's a mixture of, you know, like uh, those kind of many of those uh, cultural rituals in which you become a man. You have to go through some challenges. Uh, sometimes it's just mm. experiencing life, but it's also you know the oven time is also a bar mitzvah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, and and I think the mouth, I think really yes, the mouth is, is like, yeah, that's that's probably like an old folks home. Mm, it's the passage of time. It's the uh, mm. the the cruelty, the vicissitudes yeah. of aging. Well, you know, like I think 
Yeah, and that part where you are in the little clear plastic wrapper with the sort of uh, yeah. golden sort of shiny bow holding yeah. your clothes. Yeah. Um, that's your prime. Yeah, that's your that's your kind of like yeah, that's your your sort of adult years. And then yeah. then you go into uh sort of geriatric uh adulthood uh, as as the you get pulled out of that and into the mouth. <laughs> Eaten but by a you child. also gingerbread men are able to reproduce and pass on their genetic information because if you eat a gingerbread man that you like, mm. you are more likely to make copies of that gingerbread man. Mm. Okay, you're going to attempt to make that gingerbread man again. Maybe you'll make small changes. That's the re- mutations and the changes that happen between generations. Yeah, but. Uh, Oh my god! Do gingerbread men undergo evolution, and are they, by that definition, genuinely alive? And because they are able to pass on <laughs> their information, because if, the de- if they're delicious enough, then that then that mm. then that genetic information, i.e., the recipe and method of cooking, mm. um, yeah. then survives. Um, mm. And what's very interesting is that at, at the particular cafe where my children get their gingerbread. Um, there are species of dinosaur there that would be potentially made from the same uh, recipe as the men that are also yes. available. And so that not only has that genetic line uh, continued, but it has evolved and split into multiple species. Well, I guess like um, like bacteria, they're capable of passing some of that genetic material between species. That's right. Xeno... Transplantation sort of style. Xenotransplantation? That's when you get yeah. like an organ from a pig, I think. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, well, you, there's another yeah, word. There's that we other learned word. about it yeah. on the pop test. It's like, yeah, parallel evolution or horizontal evolution mm. or something like that. Isn't that interesting that we, then that makes human beings, we are the sexual organs of the of the um, gingerbread men. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I really like that. We... <laughs> I mean, yeah, one hand is a penis, the other hand is a vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where their genitalia, and, talia, and their ginger, the, the rest of our body talia. is, you know, our hunger mm. and our, and our love. Is their sex and our, drive. Yeah, and our love for, our, lust. for the people for whom we make, <laughs> we, we make mm. these biscuits is, is their horniness, is the sex drive. Yeah, and they, I guess, are like those... Um, Salmon or whatever, whatever, uh, whatever those creatures are that spawn, reproduce, and die in the act of reproducing, but are able to replicate nonetheless. Mm. Yeah, well, it's they kind of replicate through their death cycle. You know, mm. it's the it's the success in their death mm. that um, mm. maybe they're like um, they're like eucalypts, eucalyptus trees that need that fire. Right. To burn them so that the seeds can be yeah. um, released, but they and, need to be and, crunched by teeth and yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be t- have their heads bitten off. Um, so we did it, Alistair. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it was, we did it. Yeah, I mean, we I guess we came up with the uh, with the gingerbread <laughs> life cycle. Our hands, yeah. are their sex organs. Hmm. That's why you never, you never make a gingerbread man with a penis. Because why? they don't need sex organs. Because you hands, are the penis. You are the penis. Mm. You're the penis. Try and understand it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Andy. Well, then I guess I'll take us through the sketch ideas if you're okay with that. And uh, just a big thank yeah, you yeah, to yeah. Timothy, Tim Timothy, for for that uh, wonderful idea. Uh, three words from a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the idea I was referring to then was him writing in three words from a listener. What a great idea. Which he got from us. So thank you, us. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I think we should end every episode with a little thank you to us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people will hate that at all. No, I know. I mean, genuinely, it does. You know, it's like... We are finding it more and more difficult to make this happen. <laughs> you know the fact that we that we continue. I mean, really, it's our it's our little little window of joy in uh, 
in a grander window of joy, which is our lives. Good, Alistair, good save. Yes. The great, the grand bay window of joy that is life. Mm. Um, This is just one pain in the. That's right. The much larger pain. In the much, much larger pain that is hell. Pain in my house. Yes. Um, That is life. Um, all right, well, here's our sketch ideas. Our lives are extremely painful. Yes. In the sense that they are, they are like a huge a big, window of joy. Big window, like a like a skyscraper, almost mm. entirely made of pain. <laughs> <laughs> Pains. Um, um, all right, we got read books Bigger than your head and <laughs> cramming it all into <laughs> your head. Uh, it's a, it's both a flex, a public flex, but it's also the tremendous um, achievement that it is. Um, and then, of course, we've got the new, in, newspaper infinite jest. This is a new way for old people to read, especially when they refuse to get reading glasses. You just get books printed into much larger fonts. And you get them delivered by the infinite jesters to your house. And you can... <laughs> yes. A nice, term that Andy did not agree nice with. Nice normal sketch. Nice, nice normal sketch. I love a nice normal um, sketch. Then idea. we've got breaking news and fiction. And this is a full newspaper publication for things that have just been written. Yes. <laughs> slow fiction day. Yes. Ah, oh, slow fiction day. Yes. Oh, why aren't we covering this huge bit mm. of fiction that was written yesterday mm. in uh, New Caledonia? Okay? <laughs> why doesn't anybody care? Um, then, of course, we have a billionaire who doesn't waste time on fiction. So he wants, if he wants to read fiction, he pays to make it real so that he can read it's it. Good. Yeah. And then we have a smart hole, the hacker, and a smart hole, which is the new uh, sort of like smart home, but for your asshole, controls everything <laughs> uh, to do with asshole stuff. And but then a hacker gets controls, gets control of our anus. Then of course there's the yep. Air Force One, but with the president's butthole. Yeah. Get off of my asshole. That Harrison Ford is in a great age right now to play this. Perfect. To play a Joe Biden style president. <laughs> you know? Um, somebody who this would is, need all a, our an anal, worst fears have come true. Yeah, an anal they, have a, they have a plan for this. I mean, it <laughs> could still a be a pacemaker plan. for just pacing mm. uh when the yeah. when the bowel movements come, you know? Yep. You become master of the movements. Uh, we've also written here beyond 2000 a new show uh, and this is st- it's still a show where we talk about new technologies that could come and beyond in the after the year 2000 <laughs> yeah and uh, we just imagine what things will be like and mm. uh, it's uh, really it's gonna be really brilliant <laughs> um, we're gonna pay one dollar for it yep um and then and then we have uh gingerbread life cycle our hands are their mm-hmm. sex organs um i mean another beautiful normal sketch but i mean it's just you present it as a science video exactly and, exactly and how it happens <coughs> and then it's a good way of teaching maybe we write it up as a paper we write it up as a paper um we present it as a you know uh Little bit of uh, little bit of stand up comedy, you know. This is a word, but, but, but 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 we're scientists who are scientists first, and we're dabbling yes. in science comedy, and we're not doing it good. <laughs> that's how we would do this one. Nice, yeah. All right, well, I think that's the full episode, Andy. Um, would you consider going into the song now? 
I certainly would. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. You can buy tickets to Alastair's show at the upcoming Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Alastair Tremblay Birchall in Alastair Tremblay Birchall, no relation. And that's right. And I think that would be so lovely. I recently did an episode of Book Cheat. I was very lucky to get to do book cheat, and we did the the book oh. Rebecca with oh, terrific. my good friend Rebecca Petraeus, and also oh. Dave Warnicky was there, who's also doing a show, and so is Beck. Beck is doing a show called Mary, which is about Christmas, and you should uh, not be stupid and go buy some, and also for Dave yes. Warnicky's show. But also, I did the podcast, I... and instantly people bought tickets to my show. The the the, the the people the the people of the of the Dave Warnicky uh, book cheat podcast Extended who listen to universe. it are very trigger happy with t- ticket buying. I can I can I nay that. believe it. I am. Uh, I was recently on the Pratt Chat podcast <gasps> talking about really re- Terry Pratchett's short story "Rinse Mangle: The Gnome of Even More," and I get to. Talk about Terry Pratchett, which is a thing that I like. I would really love With to listen ben to Ben McKenzie. Uh, was was so, uh, his co-host also on there? She was not. No, that's why I didn't mention her. But she normally is. But on this occasion, she was unable to be present. So it's just me and Ben having a nerdy old chat. Well, her present Terry Pratchett. was the gift of you getting to be there. Yeah. So in that exactly. way, she was present. A gift in, in, to the audience in almost every sense. <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, and, okay, and uh, so I guess we're going to have to wrap up. So you know, feel free to follow us on Twitter. We don't do that much, but we do respond to things when things happen. Mm, and that's right. You know, you can always check follow us on Instagram. It's at Two and Tank for both. You can review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or anything like that. But you know what? In the end, it doesn't matter. But we like it. Um, yes. You know, we're just happy that you're listening to our voices right now. Andy, make a sound so they can hear your voice right now. <laughs> so thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, take care. And uh, take care and of other we, people. And uh, we <laughs> love, love you. you. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.